Hey, Freaks, Tim here, introducing a best-of show. I just got a little behind, nothing to worry about. Uh, I honestly haven't really thought too much ahead about uh, how I'm going to rectify this situation, but I'm thinking later today, like late today, I should have another program for everyone, then late tomorrow, a Sideshow exclusive episode, and then late on Friday, we'll round out the week. I think that's how it's gonna go. Right now, though, I've got a best of show from about five years ago. It is a sideshow exclusive episode, so if you're not a paying freak or you weren't back in 2018, this episode is new for you. Ding! Enjoy, and I will see you all back here later. And now, Distorted View Daily celebrates Black History Month. Girl, I got something for you tonight. Let me ask you. Don't you want my big black cock, my big black cock, my big black? Don't you want my big black cock, my big black cock, my big black? My fat cock is the size of a gun case. I unravel my gavel and slap it in your face. Don't be surprised. I knock out your eyes like a sword from a samurai. My black mamba loves your mama. I beat her up with my cock like a pinata. I use it for everyday things like scrambling my scrambled eggs and i use it to find the tv remote i use it to clear your throat i use it to toss my homemade pizza crust my cock washes dishes and even dust don't you want my big black cock my big black cock my big black don't you want my big black cock my big black cock my big black you can jump rope with a cock like mine If you want the first pick of the stick You better get in line, bitch You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big black cock I can cover it in cotton candy at the malls I can inflate and create balloon animals It's my Civil War reenactment bayonet I want you to suck it like a clarinet I can use it when I'm playing whack-a-mole I can use it like a scarf when my neck is getting cold It won't get sore after playing croquet It'll knock out your tooth if you got too thick It'll rescue your kitty cat out of trees It'll push a cart full of your babies I can sling it around like a baseball bat It'll knock off your baseball Hat. It's long like a motherfucking cactus, and it picks up your kids from soccer practice. It's kind of like a ginormous Snickers bar with the ooey gooey nougat spooching out far. It hangs down low like a third leg with two fat nuts like ostrich eggs. It's like a gun that goes click, click, boom, impregnating you from across the room. My dick can even make homemade pottery. Yeah, baby cakes, you won the cock lottery. It's fat and chubby like a manatee. My dick will kill you like a pig. Allergy. I can jab things, stab things, like a javelin. Not in skills from a mannequin. They don't have them. Mannequins don't have genitals. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants my big black cock, my big black cock, my big black. Everybody wants my big black cock, my big black cock, my big black. You can jump rope with the cock like mine. If you want the first pick of this dick, you, you better, better get in line, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big black cock. It's Thursday, sorry, February 1st, 2018, coming up on the program today. 
Master Manning is back and crazier than ever. Plus, another doctor shows total indifference to my defective heart. Slicing your penis thin and piled high and forcing children to eat dog poop. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. My doctor wants to dilate my asshole to the size of a fucking coconut. Satchel Freaks, Tim Edson back here with you for the Thursday podcast. I got a good one for you. I had a very busy day, got up early, went to my cardiologist. This was a scheduled thing. I didn't want to go. I haven't been to the cardiologist since uh, probably late 2016. But I mean, nothing's really changed and no one knows what's wrong with me anyway. I had to go to the doctor, though, because um, my prescription ran out and they were not going to refill it anymore until I actually saw the doctor. It's all a fucking racket for money. I wanted to wait until I was down in Cincinnati, find a new doctor. But, uh, you know, my pills were going to run out and I need my pills, 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 pills. I'm addicted. Right? I start to get shaky when I don't get to take my my pills. Uh, no, it's just heart medication. It doesn't give you a high or anything. It just keeps my heart beating. That was the biggest disappointment. Uh, you know, like I had this huge medical scare and uh, I don't even get good drugs. That's not entirely true. When I found out that I was uh, getting a prescription for just like medicine that just regulates your heartbeat, I uh, made sure to tell the doctor, ah, I also suffer from anxiety sometimes. And I, I, you know, I'm afraid that could affect my heart rate. And then boom, he prescribed me Clonopin. But like, I don't like 20 pills and no refills. It kind of sucked. So now anytime I want Clonopin is like a big production. I can't just like get a, like a, a three month supply, like 180 pills. I go crazy. It's so much work. I haven't even attempted to get more clonopin in the last few years anyway so i went to this new doctor my old doctor retired or moved to montana or something he's out on a ranch he's an old asian dude uh so this new guy is white which is great because now i can understand what he's telling me at a certain point you know you just give up on saying what what did you just say i'm sorry i didn't understand because the you know, the Asian doctor speaks fast. He's like, oh, yeah, you hop it fast. The valve closed. Go now in a, uh, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't know. Were the, was that a complete sentence? Something about a valve and a heart and beating? Anyway, so uh, I use this opportunity to kind of like get a second opinion. I've only ever been to that one cardiologist. What if he turned out to be a crackpot and he didn't retire? He's behind bars or something now. I don't know. It is kind of weird that he's a heart doctor yet needed to finger my asshole and get a cup of my semen. It's even stranger that he took that sample and swished it around his mouth. Obviously had something to do with his Eastern medical training. Anyway, so this new doctor is all white. White power, right? So, uh, you know, I took this opportunity to tell him everything that I've uh, been experiencing over the last couple years. Because, you know, like when you have a heart issue, that's like a big deal. So I'm like super conscious of every little thing that happens. Every time my heart skips a beat, if I feel weird, I immediately start freaking out and I think it has something to do with my heart. And I, you know, I wanted to ask him about that. So I was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm doing okay overall. I have had heartburn. Sometimes when I stand up, I don't get lightheaded, but my head is like stuffy. And sometimes I get a headache. And the reaction every time was like, oh, okay, huh. That was the most I got out of him. I'm like, sometimes half my body goes numb. Cool. Sometimes I get so weak, I just collapse. 
and black out for a few hours. Bet you that feels weird. Yeah, it does feel weird. You should try eating a Lara bar. Oh, you think I'm low on energy? Oh no, this has nothing to do with you. It's just, they just taste really good. Thanks for the tip. What about my heart that stops in the middle of the night? Oh, it's nothing. In the medical community, we call that sleep death. What? He was kind of helpful. I told him, you know, I'll go through stretches of time where my heart is beating normal and it's fine and I feel great. And then, you know, after a month or maybe every couple of weeks or something, my heart will start doing the weird beating thing. And sometimes that lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts, you know, a week or two. And then it goes back to normal. Mentally, though, it does a number on me because I, you know, I, I focus on that and I don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, make my heart go even more crazy and blah, blah, blah. So I, he said, oh, well, have you thought about going on a drug that would eliminate that um, irregular beat? <laughs> like, what? What? That That's a thing I could be on? What the fuck have I been taking for the last few years? Why wasn't this offered to me? If I go in to the cardiologist because my heart beats at an irregular rate, wouldn't you prescribe something to make it not do that? And then he's like, oh yeah, the problem with the irregular heartbeat is it increases your rate uh, or your chances of stroke. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I don't think the Asian doctor ever said anything about that. Maybe he did. And you know, I just didn't understand him. Oh, ventricle pressure go down stroke, heartbeat go fast vein, stroke valve in the ventricle. You slow that down. There's a couple strokes in there. So this, the doctor was like, uh, has anyone ever talked to you about ablation? I think it was called ablation. And I said, uh, kind of crazy Asian doctor said that, that he didn't like that procedure. It's for old people or something. And he said, well, there's two uh, schools of thought. One is to treat this uh, with medicine forever. And then at some point down the road, when you stroke out, he didn't say that, but he said, you know, when you actually have a problem, we can go in in the heart and work on it, through, you know, do the ablation thing. The other school of thought is to do it before there's a problem. And uh, for those of you that don't know what ablation is, I don't either. Uh, no, he explained it. it basically, uh, they go into your heart with like um, a soldering iron and they they char part of the heart, the part of the heart that's sending the electrical signals to make your heart beat all crazy. It sounds pretty dangerous. Fire, charring, heart, some pretty powerful keywords there. But uh, apparently it's, it's not a huge issue. Like you're in and out of the hospital. It's not like a big deal. I want to do this but I can't until I get fucking established down in Cincinnati because uh, I'm not going to be around here and the doctor doesn't want to recommend anyone in the area if I'm moving. I'm totally going to do it, though, because I hate constantly thinking about my heart <laughs> and worrying about, you know, it beating weird and dying. Plus, like, uh, if you remember, I don't know if you guys have seen some of my old, old videos, like from the early 2000s and stuff. I mean, I, I realized I was a lot younger back then, but in these videos, I'd be running around acting like a fucking fool, getting all worked up. And I miss doing that even today. Still, like if you knew me in my personal life uh, and you were just hanging out with me, you would think I'm fucking retarded because I, you know, I run around the house like I'm a five year old. 
I slide around on the hardwood floor with my socks. I'm twirling around like a fairy. I'm actually a very animated person. Sometimes I'll just like hang over. Like, I don't even know why I do half the things I do. I, th I really do think I am partly retarded. Like I'll just decide, oh, I want to watch the TV upside down. So I'll hang my feet over the top of the couch and just, just hang. So my head is like on the floor. I just do weird, stupid shit. I, I don't know why. I think it's because when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of friends and my siblings were much older than me. So I kind of had to entertain myself. And it's uh, it's difficult to do that when you have to worry about your heart fucking exploding all the time. I worry like, you know, right, I'm in my mid 30s now. In my mind, I act the way I think pedophiles behave around children to lure them in by kind of pretending to be a kid, you know? But I, I'm not doing it to fuck children. I'm afraid other adults, parents of kids, see me and they're like, stay away from him. He's obviously a kitty fucker. And, and I'm not, I swear. I just don't act. Maybe it's better that I have a heart condition. So it makes me not run around and act like a pedophile. All right, uh, I've got some audio to share with you. It uh, is the start of Black History Month. It's only appropriate that I feature one of my favorite blacks. I'm talking about Pastor Manning. I'm asking God. <laughs> I'm asking Almighty God to blind the eyes of those that have supported and those that have. Yeah, he's talking about Trump here. He is not a fan of Trump. I don't know what president Pastor Manning is a fan of. He hated Obama, but long legged Mac Daddy. So I kind of thought, oh, he's a conservative guy. He should love Trump. No, he does not like Trump. Find the eyes of those that have supported and those that have accused, those that have accused the people of God of being dumb, that everywhere you look, you will smell dumb. He's saying dumb as in shit. When you sit down in a restaurant, there are gonna be people from Haiti from Ethiopia, from Senegal, from Trinidad, from Tobago, from Jamaica, all up and up and down the Caribbean. When you go to your fancy steakhouses, they're gonna put some dung on your steak. You're gonna think it's a special sauce, but no, it's gonna be dung. And they're gonna <laughs> do it in honor. I think I would know the difference between a special sauce and shit. But no, it's gonna be dung and they're gonna do it in honor of the orange-haired orangutan. When they bring you your drinks, when they bring you your salads, when you go to Applebee's. Let me guess, more dung. When you go to Golden Corrals, my homeboys from North Carolina are gonna put out an underground railroad on your ass, <laughs> and they're gonna spread dung and piss. <laughs> Like, I don't even know what he's upset about here. In the restaurants where you eat, they're going to spread dung in Mar-a-Lago. I'm asking my brothers from La Raza and down in Mexico. Anywhere Trump goes, take a big fat shit right in front of him. And all up I and see. down the Latin tongue area, I'm asking them to please let me know if y'all are also gonna put dung on Miss Ann's strawberries, if you're gonna drop off your piss uh, on her panties. I don't 
don't even know who he's talking about, Anne Strawberry. I'm just so glad that Pastor Manning is back. I was afraid he was going down the Alexis K. Tyler uh, road where he uh, got too full of himself and, you know, thought people were tuning in to uh, hear his opinions. We just want to hear him go off on people. Talk about dung and shit and long-legged Mac Daddies. This truly is a special Black History Month. Everywhere you bring your orange hat, orangutan, Jason, low-life piece of redneck trash, <laughs> there we gonna be. And we gonna show you what dung is. You gonna be eating dung, you gonna be drinking piss from all of those that you have cursed, from all of those that you have maligned. Dung and piss is gonna be what you gonna eat and drink from now on, from the- So Alexis K. Tyler has dick and nuts, and Pastor Manning has dung and piss. Sure, we'll be using that sound drop in the future. I've got another clip from the Manning Report. Ooh, Pastor Manning. Also very appropriate for Black History Month. Uh, here he is talking about Martin Luther King Jr.'s nephew. Guess what? He's not a fan. And also uh, Trump as well. And what the hell was that so-called nephew of Martin Luther King standing beside Tribulation Trump? Yeah, that's another name for Donald Trump, Tribulation Trump. I like uh, the orange orangutan. Let me say a word about him. First of all, he was standing close enough to Trump. He looked like he wanted to grab Trump's little genitals. I mean, why do you have to stand so close up on him? And when the tribulation, when that freak spoke the other day in this so-called Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, nephew was standing close enough to him to grab his genitals, back up, boy! <laughs> I'm looking at a picture. He's not standing that close. You don't have to stand that close to that trash. Back up! And then that low-life Ben Carson, what more can you say about that entire crowd of sellouts who have allowed their family, their progenity, to be called dung? And yeah, I don't, he's obsessed with dung. And yet they are- Oh, is that because he called Haiti a shithole? Is that what that means? Endorsing referencing? this orange-haired orangutan, this duck. They said when well, they called him Donald, his mama, when she saw them feathers on him, that's why she named him. She named him Donald because he Donald Duck. Let's be honest, that, that's not one of your better burns. She named him Donald because he Donald Duck. That's what he is, and he's a coochie grabber because he kept trying to crawl back up in his mama's coochie. That's how come he's such a liar and a freak be crass and yet this man stands beside trying him. to crawl up his mom's coochie what kind of, like what pastor talks like that god bless pastor uh, james manning happy black history month i'm so glad uh, james manning is back because now i can feature him throughout the month of february you know to celebrate the blacks uh moving on now i've got a religious nut job here who is uh, telling us we don't need flu shots because all you have to do is turn your life over to Jesus and he will protect you. Well, listen, partners, we don't have a flu season. We've got a duck season, a deer season. Oh, I get it. You're pandering to rednecks. Have you ever heard of something so silly as a flu season? Everyone knows there's a deer season and a rabbit season. Like those are made up seasons too, you crazy cunt. Don't you know that the seasons are spring, summer, winter, and that other one? 
I can't think of it right now. Fall, whatever. Well, flu season. Oh. We've got a duck season, a deer season, but we don't have a flu season. And don't receive it when somebody threatens you with everybody's getting the flu. That's not a threat. We've already- the, A threat would be like, I am going to give you the flu. I'm gonna cough in your mouth. Pock a big fat loogie. I will infect you. I will give you the gift. I will breed your ass. Oh, sorry. Everything always turns to bareback sex with me. I'm sorry. We've already had our shot. He bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. That's what we stand on. Bitch, if that's true, there would be no need for hospitals. And no Christians would ever get sick. And by his stripes, we were healed. If you've already got the flu, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for every person. You don't need medication or treatment. You just need prayer. I get if you're religious, you pray to God to help you out, yada, yada. But why is it always totally 100% anti-medicine? Why can't they be like, hey, God uh, helped make this medicine, right? He helped man discover cures. And so we should use this gift from God to help people or whatever. Why is it always like, you don't need no medicine. You don't need no treatment or chemo. That's satanic. God is medicine. Inevitably, someone around you is going to get sick and die. And then what? Where was God? It has symptoms of flu. I'm asking you, Lord, by your supernatural power to heal them now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Flu, I bind you off of the people in the name of Jesus. Jesus himself gave us the flu shot. He redeemed us from the curse of flu. And we receive it and we take it. But she's not talking about the real flu shot. She, you know, she's talking about the supernatural flu shot. The flu shot where, you know, you just have to ask God and or Jesus or whatever. When we were healed, we are healed. Now she's just insulting our intelligence because that's babble. When we are healed, we were healed. That sounds like a slogan. If you can dream it, you can build it. So get on the word, stay on the word. And if, if you say, well, I don't have any symptoms of the flu. Well, great. That's the way it's supposed to be. Just keep saying that I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. Is this like the secret where you just put it out into the universe? Like, I will never get the flu. And then the universe will be like, oh, okay. This person doesn't want the flu. I won't give it to them. Words. Inoculate yourself with the word of God. Jesus. All right. uh, Oh, I wanted to talk about Rose McGowan. Remind me to do that tomorrow. At first... I, you know, she looks weird. I don't know. She had cancer, maybe. That's why she looks a little weird. But, like, I I sort of wanted to respect her because she started that whole Me Too movement thing, which is a good thing, right? Guys fucking raping women. They should be called out on that. But the bitch is uh, getting a little too full of herself, and I'm pretty sure she's a drug addict. She's been acting like a drug addict. Uh, She was on, like, uh, the Stephen Colbert program, and then... I think she was at a book signing or book reading and got into a fight with a tranny. <laughs> so I'll talk about that tomorrow. Right now, though, let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted, I fucked up news. Thank you so much for being Sideshow members. I could not do the show without you. You guys know that. I think uh, one of the things I've been toying around with is uh, I think we're going to bring back uh, extended shows, at least for a while. You know, we're always 
messing around, rotating things. Sometimes we do mini shows. Sometimes we'll do extended programs for a while. Uh, some like December, I think we did a lot of exclusive shows. We did like a two, three shows, and then three sideshow exclusive programs. So I'm always kind of rotating things around. I think uh, in February or maybe March, we're going to be doing more um, extended shows. Bring those back for a while. If you don't remember, extended shows were like, you know, a standard episode of DV, like 30 minutes or so, and then, or 35 minutes, 40 minutes or whatever. And then I'll do another 10, 15, or 20 minutes just for sideshow members. So you get a, an even longer episode of DV. So uh, be on the lookout for that, all right? And of course, uh, don't forget, we've got a Patreon account. You can pledge a few dollars uh, each month that way. Okay, three quick stories, then we'll get the hell out of here for stuff. A story of child abuse. This one is different because it involves a lesbian couple. This is exactly what the Jehovah's Witness people were warning us about yesterday. How can gay couples take care of kids when they're constantly masturbating all over the Bible or whatever? Uh, no, you know, gay people tend to cite studies. Maybe it's not gay people per se, but the liberal media likes to cite studies about how children that grow up in gay families turn out normal, turn out, you know, they do well, even though they're brought up in a home full of sin and filth. It's not always the case, though. Uh, this story comes from Maryland. A woman and her girlfriend faced child abuse and other charges after they allegedly forced three children to eat dog feces. I love news stories where you can tell exactly why I chose to read them on the show just by the first sentence of the story. Oh, dog feces. Of course, Tim is going to read this one. Amanda Wright, 29, and Besseline Joseph, 25, were arrested this week by Maryland State Police. The list of charges... Oh, these are always fun. Uh, the list of charges against them include child abuse, ting, assault, ting, ting, Reckless endangerment, ding, ding, ding. Neglect of a minor, I can't keep dinging. Stalking, use of a dangerous weapon with the intent to injure, false imprisonment, and causing ingestion of a bodily fluid. It's hard to imagine this type of abuse and certainly harder to imagine the motive behind it, said Greg Shipley. He's with the Maryland State Police. I also love that uh, the local news had to report this story. Investigators tell 47 ABC that Amanda Wright and her live-in girlfriend, Besseline Joseph, kept the elementary-aged children in locked closets, fed them a starvation diet, forced them to eat dog feces, and injured them with extension cords, belts, and a stun gun. I wonder how they chose which item they were going to use to abuse their children, because they all sound like fun. The belt is a classic. The extension cord, also good. You could whip it around quickly. But, I mean, the stun gun... I think that's the one I would turn to every single time. All right, it's hard to imagine this type of abuse and certainly harder to imagine the motives behind it, said Greg Shipley with the Maryland State Police. The children involved are 8, 9, and 10. The minors were beaten with uh, extension cords, belts, sticks, and other objects. The children sustained bloody noses, bruises, and cuts. A stun gun was also recovered from the house where they lived. Investigators said the children were locked in closets in a basement. They were fed a diet of bread, water, and oatmeal in addition to the dog feces. <laughs> I just wonder how that worked. Did they, like, make the kids eat dog feces by itself? Or was it like you could spread dog feces on the bread? Maybe toast it? Make it a little more palatable? 
problem is, you know, bread doesn't have much of a taste. So what you're really doing is you're just creating crunchy shit. So, I mean, if that matters to you, if you, if you prefer your shit crunchy, not creamy, maybe put it on toast. I don't know. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. A beautician allegedly drug her boyfriend, injected his private parts with local anesthetic, and then hacked off the dick. At least she numbed it first. Uh, why? Because of comments he made about another woman. Zana Narzanova, 36, was said to have hatched a calculated plot to slice off his penis after becoming furious at a photo of a female pal he texted to his sister. The man, whose name has not been released, kind of ironic because his penis has been released from his body, uh, had apparently made a complimentary comment about the woman's appearance. This allegedly threw Miss Nurzanova into a fit of rage and jealousy. It was claimed that she then schemed to castrate her boyfriend. So this wasn't really a fit, like a, you know, a fit of rage. She had time to think about it. It's not like all of a sudden she blacked out. Next thing she's holding a, you know, a bloody penis. She had to go to the store and get supplies. A knife, scissors, whatever, shears, whatever she used to cut off his penis. Um, all right. Uh, it was claimed she schemed to castrate her boyfriend to leave him incapable of having sex. First, she's accused of spiking him with a sleeping pill. See what I mean? Very thought out. Usually, if, you, if you're very, very angry, it sort of subsides as time goes on. You might think, oh, okay, I was kind of overreacting a little bit. He's still an asshole for making those comments, but I guess I won't cut off his penis. Not this woman. She had a, uh, a sustained jealous rage. All right, so she uh, spiked him with a sleeping pill. She waited for him to pass out at their home in the city of Astana, the capital of Kaz uh, Kaz Kazakhstan. <laughs> Kazakhstan, okay. The accused woman who works at a beauty salon then allegedly injected him with a local anesthetic to numb his nether region so he would not wake up during the amputation. Smart. Uh, she was then said to have sliced off his penis. I think they really mean that she cut off the penis. Slicing to me is more like a deli meat situation. You know what I mean? Thin layers of roast beef or pastrami or something. Whenever I read these stories about, uh, you know, a woman cutting off a dick, they use the word slice. I'm thinking, oh my God, she turned his dick into lunch meat. All right. Uh, doctors called police and she was arrested. By the way, she drove him to the hospital afterwards. I don't know why she's being helpful. Surgeons tried to save the severed penis, but the damage was too bad to reattach it, and he's been left facing a future without a sex organ. Norzanova faces unspecified charge, And, you know, Norzanova probably doesn't even want to be with him anymore, which is the kicker. You're cutting off his dick because you don't want him to be with another woman, but now he can't even satisfy you, so you'll probably end up leaving him. All right, uh, Norzanova faces unspecified charges in local reports and a reported sentence of three to six years in jail if she is convicted. Final story we have for you today. This is why I can't get behind PETA and, and, and groups like them. All right, you know, you're, you're pro-animal. I'm pro-animal. I like cute critters. But then you get all radical and you start throwing, like, carcasses inside of Chipotle while people are trying to eat. Meat is murder! You throw blood on people 
ordering Nacho Bel Grande at Taco Bell. Uh, you know, it just it turns me off. The same reason, like I was driving today and I saw the bumper sticker, not my president. What a fucking toddler, a little whiny, entitled brat. And like it or not, he is your president. I hate when people say it's one of my pet peeves because it's like, yeah, he's, he's that's the price you pay for living in fucking America, right? You're not always going to get your way. You're not always going to get, you know, your favorite person in office. I'd be totally okay if the bumper sticker said something like, you know, our president is a douche nozzle. Okay, that's your opinion. I pretty much agree with it. I just don't like that attitude where it's like, mm, I'm not living in America for the next four years. I'm in my, like, I'm a sovereign citizen until we get a new president. All right. Uh, what does this have to do with PETA? Nothing, really. PETA now calls for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to go vegan, to only eat vegetable pizza. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or TMNT for us turtle heads, uh, should go vegan and switch to dairy-free pizza. An animal rights group has urged people for the ethical treatment of animals believe the crime-fighting foursome could inspire fans watching their new series to try it themselves by making their trademark snack vegan. Leonardo, Raffi uh, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo will return to our TV screens for Rise of TMNT, a Nickelodeon reboot set to air in September. Isn't that already airing? Or did it get canceled and there's like a new... Ninja Turtle cartoon. This story comes from the UK, so maybe they're just now getting it. All right. Uh, vegan pizza is popular, and it's healthier and far kinder to animals than old-fashioned dairy cheese pizza. PETA, like, PETA, you gotta pick your battles. There's lots of cruelty towards animals. I just read a story yesterday about a man who was fist-fucking cows while masturbating. Go after that guy. There's no way you're going to get people on your side by trying to take away their pizza. PETA says that the dairy industry is cruel on cows and reduces their quality of life. Also arguing cow's milk is unhealthy for humans. Veganism uh, is on the rise in the UK with the number of vegans growing by more than 360% over the past decade. There's also... Oh, God. I, I'm already getting douche chills and I haven't gotten to the word yet. There's also been a huge increase in the number of people participating in Veganuary. <laughs> a month-long New Year pledge to go vegan. Vegan uh, Veganism is one of the most effective choices a person can make to reduce the suffering of animals. Don't care about that. Help the planet. Meh, and improve personal health. You know I don't care about that. It's all about the taste, the delicious, fatty, greasy taste of food. I think I'm going to get fried chicken tonight. An increasing number of celebrities who have gone vegan or tried a plant-based diet include Miley Cyrus, that big old dyke. Actor, isn't she, is she lesbian? Actor Liam Hemsworth. Isn't that her husband? Isn't Miley dating him or something? Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton, pop star uh, Ariana Grande, and the queen bee herself. Beyonce. Uh, they've all helped promote the movement, so there you go. I will never be a part of that movement. I'm sorry. I love bacon too much. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Thursday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Alright, love to hear from you freaks. 206-666-4463. That's our normal voicemail line. We've got a Patreon line, yada, yada, yada. Hey, Jimmy Boo. Uh, big voice. So I was wondering, are you planning on releasing any more video content on your Patreon? 
perhaps maybe your sex tape with Mr. Brad Carter. That'd be some nice jerk off material. Okay, bye. Oh, we're not even close to reaching the stretch goal where I will release a sex tape. It's not entirely off the table. I mean, everyone has their price and mine is surprisingly low. I'd bang Brad Carter, sure, why not? I just have to convince him or trick him. Could probably get him drunk enough to bang him, right? I think he's married, isn't he? <laughs> married with a kid? I don't care. Tim Homewrecker Henson. All right, uh, next up here. Hey Tim, this is Ricey Fighter. I signed up for the Patreon account because I'm gonna start us voicemail war, you scumbug piece of fucking shit. <laughs> you want a voicemail war? You got a fucking voicemail war. I hope that Australian fucking giant ass fucking yeah. spider bit you in the neck and- You hear me, Vince McMahon? I'll see you at SummerSlam! Bit you in the neck and hope you choke on my dick. You got a voicemail war, scumbug. Bye, Tim. Voicemail wars are really heating up. Hey, Timmy Boo, this is Naughty Nipples here. Um, the show is fantastic. I'm loving it. You know, high quality shit as always. But? Um, but I'm calling with a question, uh, a rather important question uh, about you and Lord Douche. So this requires a little bit of setup. Oh Obviously, God. fucking love the show. Um, Sideshow member, Patreon person. Okay. Monthly, I think I am as well. Uh, you know, listening for, you know, 10 years. And so, fucking awesome. Um, and I always assumed you to be the very butch, manly, handsome Tim Henson that you are. You know, that's my... That's my How long have you been listening to the show? You know very little about me. Um, but as you're sharing about yourself and Lord Douche, which I love, I love to hear about your personal lives, how you guys met, and your fucking house, and all this stuff, um, you know, you were, you were sharing, so I assumed, I assumed that, uh, you know, that you're a top, right? You talk <laughs> yeah. about don't, not letting... That would be a, um, uh, safe assumption. Not letting dicks in your ass, you know, you like to suck a dick. Who doesn't? But you know, you don't put them in your butt. And so not unless I have to. And so uh, you'd be surprised how many scenarios there are when I need, I have to have a dick in my butt. And so, um, but I assumed, you know, you were, you know, that Lord Douche was your bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so but you were sharing stories about the house and the gardening expo. And Lord Douche made me fill out the paperwork, and I had to be the contact person. <laughs> and I had to you know why? Because he hates when he gets phone calls. He doesn't like to give out personal information. He ha he goes by like like there are people he knows that um that they that don't know his real name. Over the years, he's gone by three or four different names. He has a very like uh, Cuban name, believe it or not. Um, and so he hates that name and he feels like he gets uh, discriminated against. Like when he goes for like a job or something, he sort of like Americanizes the name because if someone was to just look at the name on a, on a resume, they'd be like, I don't want this fucking spick working for me or something. I don't know. That's his theory. But in addition to that, he, got, he literally has like other names. When I first met him, you know, he had a different, he was like, hi, I'm Roger. It wasn't Roger, but he's like, hey, I'm Roger. And so I called him Roger for the first you know, few weeks or months that I knew him before I found out that 
he actually he has another name. Like his ID is it is completely different. It's nothing like Roger or you know whatever his brother. Um, so over the years, yeah, he's he just is a very he's weird. I think he's running from the law. I really wish I could get him on the podcast because it's just it's like a fucking onion, right? It's just with weird stuff with him. I think that's why I've stuck around with it. Like I've been with him for what seven, eight years now, and it's just like I can't figure him out. Like normally, <laughs> I'm with someone that I get bored with them, and I'm like I've. I don't know. I've experienced everything I can experience with you. I'm done with you. But every day I'm perplexed and confused and like annoyed by him. But it's I just have to stick around because I want to know what ridiculous bullshit is going to come up next. And I had to do this and I had to wave my hands around like a maniac to he made me to scare the bird. Timmy, with love, um, are you Lord Douches, bitch? You know, it was funny. I uh, dated uh, a guy once who was a real estate agent, believe it or not. And uh, he once told me, he said, look, in my personal life, I have to be like professional and assertive and, and take charge. He's like, but in the bedroom, <laughs> you control things. You dominate me and all this stuff. And I was like, Whoo! Okay, you know, in the gayest way possible, uh, and I and I'm totally okay with that. I'm not saying that's how it is in the relationship I am in now. I'm quite frankly scared for my life in this relationship. <laughs> when I do want to have sex, I have to cry. That's the only way he will allow me to have sex with him if I beg and plead and cry. He likes when I use my tears as lubrication. <laughs> One thing I, I think, uh, you know, not to be too serious. <laughs> I just said that I use my tears as lubrication. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, like a lot of straight people, automatically think, oh, well, well the one person's got to be the woman. And then the, and then there's like, uh, you know, the manly guy is the top, he, you know, and it it's we it's not like that. There's more middle ground there. I mean, I don't think anyone believes me to be a manly, burly man, but you know me. I love to plow ass. All right, are we done? I hate that. I don't like this conversation. I feel like I'm revealing too much. Maybe I could do like a fundraiser uh, and get Lord Douche on the show if we reach a certain level. That might convince him because, you know, he's spending all this money on the house. If I could be like, hey, I'll contribute I, like $5,000 to the repairs of this house. If you come on my show and answer listener questions, ooh. <laughs> we just have to give Lord Douche an offer he can't refuse. And this isn't some like quick money grab for me, like I'm begging for money. You know, I've been with this guy for almost eight years. I've been trying to get him on the show. He will not come on. So uh, we'll try to sweeten the pot for him. Mm, my sweet honey pot. That's what he calls my butthole. Mainly because it's sticky, and when he pulls out, it's all yellow. Weird. Gross. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. They're going to put some dung on your steak. 
You're going to think it's a special sauce, but no, it's going to be dull. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes. I will see you back tomorrow to end the week. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Hello, my treacherous friends. Thank you for joining me here tonight. I brought you all here to discuss as I must how pleasant it's been. Hello, my treacherous friends. Thank you for joining me here tonight. I brought you all here to discuss as I must how pleasant it's been. Ah, how you doing? I got my name's Cardinal Candy. Uh, now it's Honey Buns Candy. I got a little surprise for you guys tonight. I have a little surprise. I always have a surprise for you. I got a girlfriend coming over. Her name's uh, Annie Penny. <laughs> yeah, Annie Penny. So.